Hello, and welcome to episode 19 of the Something Borrowed podcast. I'm Betsy. And I'm Amanda. And we're your hosts. Today, we're chatting with Blair of Floretta Suite. Hey guys, Amanda here. I interrupt your regularly scheduled programming with some very exciting breaking news. This week, our incredible guest for this episode, cake designer Blair of Floretta Suite, won the 2022 Food Network Halloween Baking Championship. At the time of recording, the finale hadn't aired yet, so we wanted to take a quick minute here to congratulate Blair on this huge accomplishment. We are so excited for you, Blair. This is amazing. Stay tuned for the end of the episode when Blair shares some ways you can go back and watch the season if you haven't seen it yet. Then you can view all of her incredible spooky creations. Now back to our super fun interview with Blair. All right. Well, welcome to the pod, everyone. Um, Today, we just want to remind you that um, to help us grow, first of all, we are so thankful that you are here with us once again and listening every week. Um, If you would like to just take a few moments to do a couple of things for us that would help us out immensely, the first thing is just subscribe wherever you're getting your podcast, whether it's on Apple or Spotify. Um, Leave us a rating and review um, on that platform if you are enjoying what you're listening to and follow us on social media. We are at Something Borrowed Pod on Instagram and we love engaging with you over there. Uh, today, we have a really exciting interview with Blair. Um, Blair is a baker, so we're going to welcome Blair to the pod. Welcome, Blair. Hello. Thanks Hi. for having me. Hi. We're so excited to chat with you today. For anyone who's been listening to our podcast over the last couple months, they know that this is like my Super Bowl because I'm obsessed <laughs> with wedding cakes. I'm so excited. I'm like nervous. I've got a nervous, excited energy because we <laughs> have be someone who makes the most <laughs> incredible wedding cakes I've ever seen. Um, and you. so, yeah, we're just so thrilled that you're here. And um, yeah, so like Betsy was saying, normally we like to just start out with um, asking our vendors to give their kind of two-minute elevator pitch for their business. So my business specializes in custom wedding cakes and miniature dessert displays. So I've got a pastry background and this has been like my life goal to open a business and do what I'm doing now. So I've been very calculated about how I get here, but I basically get to make like gorgeous custom designed cakes for my clients. I also do a lot of, um, miniature dessert displays. So like all the fun, delicious stuff that you get to eat once the cake is cut. I like to say that I make whimsically modern and uniquely handcrafted cakes and desserts. So the goal is to not be super cookie cutter. I love focusing on what's unique about my clients, what's unique about their wedding day, maybe even a flavor like maybe they shared a mint chocolate chip sundae on their first date. So they want to incorporate that somehow into their <laughs> dessert display. I really like to keep it client focused. That's awesome. So we chatted a little bit before we started recording and we know that you do know your Enneagram type. So do you feel comfortable sharing that with our listeners today? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm an Enneagram two with a three wing. So I'm a two wing three. Fun fact, I'm also married to a two-wing three, so we're we're just a bunch of hospitable people around here. (laughs) I feel like the two fits a baker very well. Like, let me feed you and take care of you. Right, right, right. It's like a good cozy vibes all the time. Yes. But um, if you don't know what a two is, it's basically like the caretaker, like the mom of the group. I was always the mom of the group in college and high school. They call me Mama Blair. <laughs> and I feel like it really lends well to like hospitality because my entire background's mm-hmm. in hospitality. I met my husband yeah. in culinary school, his entire background's in hospitality. So it's like both my job and my joy to like take care of people. And I really, really infuse that into like the process working with my clients. Mm-hmm. Like I want mm-hmm. to get to know them not in a creepy or weird way, but just, yeah, I'm, I'm always like the cake artist. That's like doing too much. Like I'm tagging all the <laughs> vendors. Like I'm trying to get to know everybody. <laughs> and my couples I think are like, Oh, okay. Even some vendors that don't know me, if they meet me for the first time, they're like, Oh, wow. Like you're really invested. And I just feel like that's my personality <laughs> type. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, so then let's dive in a little bit to the background of your business. Um, 
so you said that this has having a business has always been a goal for you and you had like a calculated path to get there. So do you want to walk us through kind of your background and where your inspiration came from and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like a lot of people in my job, not everybody, but a lot of people kind of end up like, oh, I loved baking cupcakes. So Mm -hmm. I opened a cupcake business or, Mm -hmm. you know, like they found themselves there in high school or college as like a side gig. And then they made that their business. But I'm obsessed with food. I have always been obsessed with food as a kid. So it's like my calling (laughs) to do this. So when I was younger, I mean, I'm half Italian, half Jewish. So it's all about food in my family. And I was basically raised between my grandmother, my mother and my aunt, like baking, cooking all the time. It was like, at Christmas, we're talking about what we're having for Easter. At at Thanksgiving, (laughs) we're talking about what we're having for Christmas. It's like constantly about what we're eating and making next. So my business path also is very like family focused, um, female focused, like my business name, Floretta Sweet, is a combo of my two grandmother's names, Flora and Loretta. So that's why it's Floretta Sweet Mm. instead of Floretta, but (laughs) F-L-O-U-R, flower for baking. So I attended culinary school. I was the kid in high school that was like, I don't need to take calculus. I'm going to culinary school. (laughs) So I attended the Culinary Institute of America and graduated with a baking and pastry arts degree, a bachelor's degree from there. And just kind of took different jobs. Like I knew that I wanted to own a business. I didn't know what kind of business, a cafe, maybe I was going to be a chocolatier. I had no clue. So I just started taking jobs like to kind of make myself well-rounded I worked back of the house in a restaurant I worked in a cafe I worked at a coffee shop I was a front of the house manager worked in a chocolate shop and I kept finding myself working at cake shops doing cake design mm-hmm. I worked at at least three different cake shops along my journey, all of which were like different styles. So one was like high production. One we did like these big grandiose cakes um, is located in Boston. So we did cakes for like the Red Sox and the Bruins and Mm -hmm. like lots of bat and bar mitzvahs because we were in um, Brookline, which is like a, Mm -hmm. like the Jewish center of Boston. And more recently one that was all wedding cake focused where we would do like 70 weddings in a weekend. So it was like high production weddings. So all of these things kind of prepared me and propelled me into doing cakes. Um, So in 2018, I moved back here to Lancaster with my husband and went full time with my business. And this is my fifth wedding season here in central PA, which is where I'm located. That's That's amazing. I feel like that's literally like your superhero origin story. Like yeah. You're, you're a cake superhero. I, I'm fangirling so hard because I scrolled <laughs> your Instagram heavily um, and I love everything you've done. And I sort of Thank have like you. a tag, like side question to that yeah. because you sort of, t- you talked a lot about your interest in food, but um, like you're an artist. Um, so I'm curious at what point, like that Mm. sort of became a part of your story, like the art of the design of the food. Yeah, that's a really good question. So I, I was a theater kid in high school. I was in the color guard. I like all grew up taking dance, like lots of the arts. My entire family Mm -hmm. can sing, Mm -hmm. perform, dance. Mm -hmm. So my parents had me in those kinds of activities, like from a young, young age. And I, I mean, it's not like I went to art school or took like painting Mm -hmm. classes. I just have a knack for like I'm really good at copying things. So for the first few years of my business and when I worked for other cake shops, it was like my goal to like copy exactly a photo that mm-hmm. a client would bring in. And I would be like, look, I can copy this exactly. <laughs> and then of course I started to get boxed in. Like, I don't want to copy other people's work. And mm-hmm. so I started like developing my own creative like brand, but it really mm-hmm. took until I went out on my own because I knew working for other people that was their business and their baby. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to be really respectful and work under the um, creative artistry that they were stamping for their business. So however Mm -hmm. they wanted me to do it is how I did it. 
And it just boxed me in so much that when I got to like my own business, I feel like I just like exploded with all this creative energy and just kind of (laughs) doing my own thing and creating my own style. Mm -hmm. And then clients would see certain things and then ask for that on their cake. So it's been like kind of a journey, but yes, lots of arts background growing (laughs) up. I feel like the more you talk, the more I'm like, how have we not crossed paths or like, how are we not friends? Because Amanda was a theater major in college. We were both like theater kids growing up. Our husbands went to Berkeley in Boston. So we are very familiar with Boston. I went to college north of the city. So yeah, um, my husband is from Lowell, Massachusetts, and he grew up there. So when we met, um, he graduated about a year after me. So once he graduated, we moved up to Boston together and gotcha. I love it. I'm so happy. I have family up there. It's my favorite city. Yeah. It's freezing in the winter, but it is yes. amazing. We lived there for about three years. So a lot of my professional experiences in Boston. That's awesome. It's such a great city, but it, it's just funny. Like how many little similarity or like just, Oh yeah. Mm-hmm, yep. Brookline. Yeah. We know that mm-hmm. <laughs> area. Um, okay. So where this is a question that, I feel like you probably have a vision since you have been so um, like intentional with getting to where you are now, but where do you want to go in the future with your business? Is it, do you want to stay in the wedding industry? Do you have plans or hopes or dreams to expand further? What's That's the future? a great question. I think for right now, I, I don't, I can see the next five years. I can't see the next 10. Like we're in the process of starting a family. We've been going through fertility treatments. It's been quite the journey. So Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not even sure like what next year is going to look like. We're starting round two of IVF in Mm -hmm. right when 2023 hits. So for the longest time, I've been trying to plan my next like year or two around this baby that has not come yet. Mm -hmm. So I know the best thing about what I do is I don't have a brick and mortar shop. I have a studio that's attached to my home. So I can roll out of bed and put my sweats on and go and start my prep list. Like there's nobody clocking me in and out. I don't have employees. And that's really, really nice. Especially when we go to start a family, I'll be able to Mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, adjust my schedule. But I think generally my goal is always less weddings for a higher price point mm-hmm. and looking for just a really particular kind of client that really wants a, a super customized experience. And I'm mm-hmm. slowly but surely honing in on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mm-hmm. think just continuing to do that. I also really, really love teaching. Um, mm-hmm. I offer classes out of my studio. Like very, they're very private. They're like two people tops and it's just yeah. one-on-one with me. So I would love to do more with that and even education for cake designers, because I feel like there's not enough like quality education and information. It's just mm-hmm. a lot of people on Instagram, like making content. So <laughs> yeah. I'd love to incorporate that in the future, even more into my business. Very cool. That's great. Yeah. I feel yeah. like that also like the Enneagram three part of you is, is evident in that you have such a clear, like, path forward and I I envy that because I'm a hot mess Enneagram 9 so (laughs) we're lucky if I get off the couch on any given day oh my gosh so let's talk about some questions just about your process and maybe some advice for couples who are planning a wedding um what does your entire process entail like from booking to product delivery? Yeah. So when a couple is interested in working with me, I always point them to my website. There's an inquiry form. I use a client management system. So everything is all set up. So Mm -hmm. I have to like get them in the system first. So they inquire with me and then I kind of, I send them like a welcome guide and it's like a whole pricing guide. So people get their, the pricing automatically. I'm, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to hide anything. I'm very transparent with like, here's everything. Here's what it costs. I give them the option to either book a cake chat with me, which is just like a little 15 minute Zoom or phone call if they have any questions. Um, They can also book a sample box, which is like a little tasting per se that they can have at home because there's only one of me and many people that inquire. So if I did a sit down consultation and tasting with everybody who just wanted to taste cake for fun, 
I would have no time. <laughs> so if they want to taste some cake, they get the option to do that. And then they can decide to move forward or not. So if they move forward, then we kind of start with the whole process. So I tell them to sit tight because most couples are very proactive and they're calling me a year and a half before their wedding and I'm like I'll see you six to eight months before your big day (laughs) yeah which is when I usually reach out and I schedule like a sit-down consultation and tasting so they come and come to my house hang out with me and my cats um (laughs) which by the way are separate from my studio for anyone who's listening and wondering (laughs) they don't go in my studio space (laughs) so we talk all about What's their, you know, wedding vibe? We talk about their guest count. We figure out how much cake they need, how many desserts they need, or one or the other. Um, We talk design. So they leave with a very clear vision and like an invoice of everything that they're getting, which is kind of adjustable until, you know, it's due. And then it's time to get married and make cake and be merry. (laughs) So this is a technical question about cake Mm -hmm. tasting. Do you like just have a bunch of cake on hand <laughs> or do you bake for each tasting? Like, how does that work? Cause it feels very That's like question. labor intensive to be baking. I don't even know how many, like, do you, do they pick certain flavors ahead of time? Give me all yeah. the nitty gritty details. <laughs> Every cake designer is different. I, I'm a part of a few Facebook groups of like wedding professionals that are cake designers. And everyone's like, what do you do for your tastings? Because it, it really is like, it, it's, it's a lot of work. It's because I'm not a big production bakery. I'm not like, like in, in the busy season, I am making cake every day, but it's not like I have extra sitting around. Um, mm-hmm. I usually do it like a cupcake size. So I used to bake and cut like individual pieces and I would freeze them and it like my cake freezes beautifully. You would have no, no idea because I wanted that like presentation of a slice, mm-hmm. but it just got to be too much. And I would have like two flavors and not have two more and have to make them and refill. So what I do now is I basically, um, for the consultation for people who have already booked me, I send them like a pre-consultation form and they fill out like, what's your guest count? who's your photographer, who's your planner, who's your florist. And there's a whole section on how many people are you bringing with you to your tasting? And like, what do you like and not like? Is there something that you really, really want to try? Is there something that you really don't want to try? And then I'll kind of custom tailor like a little tasting and individual cupcakes are not hard to bake because I almost always have cake batter ready to go. So I just kind of create it on the spot. I am a super fun, gluten-free, dairy-free person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, I'm we curious. love you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious what the experience is for people who have different restrictions or like maybe the couple doesn't, but they have guests that will, what, what kind of like suggestions do you give in a scenario like that? Yeah. So I, I'm one of the few people in the area who will accommodate like basically anything like this past weekend I did, gluten-free, vegan, soy-free cupcakes, (laughs) which is a task in and of itself because vegan butter almost always has soy in it. So we, we made it happen. Mm -hmm. But I, if, if it's the couple, like if it's one of the members of the couple, then we have a few different ways of working around. Like we can do a single tier of your cake that works for your, just your allergy. Um, I've had couples, that do the entire cake it like gluten-free mm-hmm. they just say everybody's getting gluten-free the other option is half dozen cupcakes or a dozen cupcakes if you have a guest and you can put it on the dessert display or mm-hmm. give it to the caterer and make sure that somebody has it but the main thing with any kind of um like allergen is to let the couple know and the client know like my space is obviously not a gluten-free certi- mm-hmm. certified space like it's it's not huge but i've baked for many celiac like clients with celiac disease and they've been fine. So I just try to make sure that I'm separating my equipment, making sure everything's really, really washed and checking like what's the severity of your allergy so I can like properly Mm -hmm. accommodate. But I've, I've been able to work around a lot of it and make sure that everybody's happy. I'm always curious, like, um, well, so I, we didn't even mention this, but 
from perusing your Instagram, we discovered that you're a Disney adult. Everyone who listens to this podcast knows we're crazy about Disney. So I was just going to use Disney as an example. Like Disney's great when it comes to you go there and if you have a food allergy, they'll give you separate menus, all this stuff. And I always yes. feel so I always feel so embarrassed like to say anything. The manager like, comes out and they're like, hi, <laughs> just want to make, and you're like, I don't need this. You have a special pick in your food. <laughs> My mom will always be like, I bet the chef like loves having something different to do than just off the regular menu. And I'm always like, no, they probably hate me. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't think I don't ever feel that at all. I, especially if it's one of my couples, like that's a big deal for them to be able to have something to eat. I've done an entirely vegan wedding before. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's hard to find. And I feel like you have to settle. Like, why should you have to settle for Mm -hmm. something like, not good tasting. So I try really hard to make sure that my gluten-free clients, dairy-free, vegan, whatever it may be, that they're having just as good of an experience as the other clients. Like, I, you're not the second-rate client. You're not, like, the forgotten <laughs> client. You get something delicious, too. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's really important because – and I think it's becoming more and more, like, common that bakeries or um, – businesses offer something like that just because of the prevalence of allergens. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think that's really great that you are working to create options for clients that have different food sensitivities and things like that. Um, So what would you say to couples about the best way to find inspiration? So if a couple's coming to you and saying like, we're not really sure what we want, like how do you help guide them in that process? Yeah. So I always tell clients that the best inspiration sources for me as a cake designer are not photos of other cakes, unless it's like photos of my work that you're saying, I really love this aspect. Like sometimes if, if a couple is like, we have no idea what we want, I'll first be like, okay, let's look at your invite. Let's look at your colors. Let's look at what flower, like what's the, what is the florist quoting you for? Like what flowers are they using? Even like I've had a couple that brought me like a roll of this like marble cool looking paper. And they're like, we love this. Can you like do something with this? And I'm like, yes. Um, Or even I'll pull up my Instagram and be like, okay, look through these photos. What elements on these cakes do you like? What elements do you not like? And then we kind of piece something together for them. But that's me as an, an, as an individual designer. I would say if you're, if you're getting married and you're looking for a cake, look at each bakery or cake designer's own body of work. Do you like the stuff that they're making? Or did you just find that one rustic, cake on Pinterest with the baby's breath and say like, this is my vision. Is, is it your, really your vision or is it your vision? Because it's the only photo on Pinterest, you know, I have a lot of clients who are like, I've never seen anything like the crazy stuff that you do. I don't know what to tell you, but here's everything <laughs> for my wedding and let's like, just come up with something, which is a lot yeah. of pressure. But <laughs> Do you enjoy um, when a client like, gives you kind of the like free reign of you create or do you like having them come with like here are pictures from your Instagram that we love? I feel it depends. Um, Sometimes I feel like I'm at the point now where clients are like, just surprise us. I've had several clients who don't know what their cake is going to look like at all the day of their wedding. They're just like, Mm -hmm. here's all my info. We're going to show up. Of course we talk about, which, how many tiers? I'm not just going to show up with like a random cake. Like we, we have the, right. the framework and the structure built, but I mean, I do, even those clients, I'm like, okay, let's, let's talk about your inspiration. Like show me your wedding Pinterest board. Show me if you're working with a coordinator and they've put together like, you know, one of those fancy design Google docs, show me the <laughs> Google doc. Um, I just did a wedding, uh, It was like an Indian, this beautiful, amazing Indian wedding. And the couple sent me photos of all of their different outfits. And for an Indian wedding, you have like five or six different things that you're wearing over the course of a few days. And I came up with a cake that kind of incorporated both of their things that they were wearing on like the main day. And they had no clue what it was going to look like. And we made it happen. I feel like, I don't know, like... Maybe I just wasn't looking in the right place, places, but when I got married five years ago, 
in Lancaster, I was like, I don't know, there were like a couple of places, right? And the cakes they put out are like, these are kind of the options. And so I was like, okay, well, I, ca- I want it to like be like one part of five of these different things. But the, I, yeah. but the rest of my wedding, my concept was like, or our concept, my husband and I were like, we want to find artists to make art, like whatever it is they do, a florist, a musician, whatever. Um, so I just think it's so fun to see someone in this space doing it, you know, like creating different art pieces for each individual wedding, as opposed to like having some stock options, which are, which are great too. Um, but I just think it's so exciting to see. I do think cake design has come a long way, even five years ago. I, I got married in 2017 and the trend in 2017 was like every tier was something different. So my wedding cake, which was very trendy at the time. I did. I made my own wedding cake because I'm a crazy person. Um, Who else would make it? Um, Every tier was something different. It was like cohesive. But and now, like now, these designers that are out there are creating these like crazy. Like you said, they're art pieces. They're like Mm -hmm. sculpture. Some of these designers, you're like, how did that come out of your brain? And then you have clients that are like, I want this rustic cake with baby's breath, which is okay. That has a place. But there's, it's just, it's like leaps and bounds. It's, it's grown so much for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely has. I, I, I was a not serving cake (gasps) at my wedding reception. (laughs) But we had a cake. We did ice cream because we're both okay. big ice cream people. So there was I love ice cream. Don't worry. People eat. Not a we time. didn't actually eat the ice cream. But. Everybody should yeah. have what they want on their wedding day. Dairy-free Amanda is not an ice cream person. <laughs> no. Um, but we totally had – we just had like a – one of my best friends is a baker, and she did just like a two-tier little situation for us. That's great. It was perfect for just like a little cake cutting or whatever. And I think we yeah. took – the top to our hotel the night before we left on our honeymoon and enjoyed that. But that. yeah, I mean, I, it was definitely the era of every tier is different. And like yes. one tier was like all like sparkly and one was just, Oh, the white. sparkle, like the rose mm-hmm. gold sequin. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 2015. So that's sort of like, we talked about the process from booking to, you know, making a cake. But we were talking the other day and we were like, we have no clue what like the process is like week of for you. So Mm -hmm. like, when do you start? Let's say the wedding's on Saturday. Like when do you start? You know, how long does it take? What is that, that actual week look like? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think a lot of people want to know that. And the biggest joke in the cake world is clients who are like, you're baking my cake the day before, right? (laughs) <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> not if you want a fully constructed solid cake. We are not making it the day before. So it depends on if I have a wedding with just a cake or a cake and desserts. So a cake and desserts wedding, I will do all my shopping and admin stuff like Monday and Tuesday and then start my prep list on Wednesday. So typically I'll bake, I'll make my cake batter. Um, and either bake the cakes on Wednesday or Thursday and then like interspersed in there. I have my cookie dough going. I make my brownies. I throw them in the freezer so I can cut them later. Like I have certain things that can be done early, like macarons, um, whoopie pie dough, like all that stuff, like tart shells, ganache to fill the tarts. Like all that stuff can be done like Wednesday, Thursday, the day before the wedding usually is when I'm filling, crumb coating, stacking, decorating the cake. Sometimes I'll split that up into two days. It just depends on how many weddings I have. And usually also the day before I'm like baking cookies, baking cupcakes. I don't want that stuff to sit too long. So that unfortunately I usually have to pair that like my oven's going and I'm decorating a cake like simultaneously. I always have like eight projects happening all at once. (laughs) If it's just a cake, though, it's nice and calm in my kitchen. <laughs> I can start on a Thursday. I, like, bake on Thursday, crumb coat, and, like, final coat on Friday. Like, stack and decorate. Um, it's great. It's very chill. Sometimes I wonder why 
I offer desserts, <laughs> but they're so <laughs> popular. So maybe one day I will very, very heavily pare down my menu. But for now, I feel like I'm very heavily recommended because I do desserts. So mm-hmm. yeah, every once in a while. Like, I think it's next weekend. I have just one wedding and it's just a cake. And I'm like, this is going to be so great. I'm going <laughs> to like, like, how do people that just make wedding cakes do it? It must be easy. No, I'm just kidding. It's not easy. <laughs> so that kind of leads into the last question that we have kind of for the couples. Um, obviously, you do do more than just cakes. So mm-hmm. what kind of walk us through what desserts do you offer? I mean, you said brownies, cookies, things like that. Um, and have you had like unique or like really different requests? What's your favorite thing to do? And kind of, it, it sounds like the desserts are just more involved in terms of like a lot of little moving pieces and timing than if it was yes. just one cake. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I have a pastry degree. So I almost, and I love, mm-hmm. I love baking and like, one of my jobs, I was a pastry sous chef at like a production bakery in Boston mm-hmm. called Tate. I don't know if you guys have ever been to Tate Bakery in Boston. Yeah, um, I know. They do a million know. different things. So mm-hmm. like I, that's a huge part of my training and what I love to do is baking besides like the cake design. So that is why it's such a big piece of my business. And like, you know, I'll have the couples that are like, we're not cake people. We just want a two tier and a big dessert display. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. It's so much more work, but in the end, it's so impressive. And like, I have rentals and things that I can like set up a whole display for them. So basically what I offer is for, for 2023, everything is like package style. So it's kind of like a build your own package and I have different price points and I kind of have different levels of desserts. So like you have your more basic, like cookies, brownies, bars, miniature cupcakes, regular cupcakes. But I try to always do like really creative flavors. So like I have a campfire s'mores bar. I have like a coffee toffee pretzel cookie, like things that are a little more mm-hmm. bougie, like brown butter, mm-hmm. sea salt, chocolate chip cookies are like the number one thing people order from me. And I have mm-hmm. them every week and they're delicious. I always make an extra one for myself. <laughs> um, and then I do more involved things like little parfaits, like layered parfaits. Um, mm-hmm. I do chocolate covered strawberries, French macarons, and like I added little cheesecake bites to my menu for next year. So kind of runs the gamut. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as unique things go, I really love to stress to clients that I like if there's something special that you want, so like say you look at my parfait flavors and you're like, I really wish there was something like different. Like I had a client that um, the groom is Mexican and they really wanted to incorporate his heritage into the dessert display. So we did like a tres leches parfait and we did like a churro flavored, I think it was a churro flavored cupcake or something like that, mm. which is much more Americanized version of a Mexican dessert, but it still mm. infused that in there. But mm. I think the most unique was I had a couple where the groom was Brazilian and they wanted like traditional Brazilian desserts. So mm. I made these like sweetened condensed milk truffles, which are really popular in Brazil and you roll them in sprinkles and they are so good. Mm. <laughs> and they also have, you take that same like, caramely it's it's like a like a caramel kind of like a dulce de leche if you've ever had Mm -hmm. that and you wrap it around a strawberry and then you dip that in chocolate so it's like a chocolate covered strawberry that's like got a caramely layer to it wow those were so good I was like these are so labor intensive but the most probably (laughs) the most delicious thing I've ever eaten so what about like with cakes specifically, is there like a really fun flavor mm. pairing that you've done for uh, a couple? Yeah, I feel like my couples are really creative with their flavors. And I also like try and push that too. Like this is central PA. So you have to have your chocolate peanut butter. You have to have your red velvet. <laughs> the, the most like <laughs> the most um, offensive flavor I find is like strawberry cake. Like, oh, there's no way to get real strawberry flavoring cake other than like an extract. So like, I'll do those. But I have couples that like, they want like blackberry lemon lavender or like banana Mm -hmm. bourbon chai. I did a like honey peanut butter 
buttercream this past week. Um, chocolate mm. chip cookie dough is like one of my biggest flavors that people love. So I love infusing like kind of mm. a little hint of something different. Like might as well, I always say to my couples, just challenge people's palates, like get what you want. Mm-hmm. And if it's weird, whatever, they're going to eat it. Like yeah. who's, mm-hmm. who's going to be like, yeah. I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. That sounds so good. Kind of bouncing off of that. Do you have like a list of flavors or will you really work with a couple like to create something new for them. Yeah. So I do have a set menu because people like, I will have a couple (laughs) go back and forth for 30 minutes figuring out they'll like start with the craziest flavor and then end up with like chocolate cake with vanilla buttercream. And I'm like, yeah, it's okay. Like it's almost like overwhelm. I used to have a set menu and then like specialty flavors. And I think people between the desserts and the cake flavors would just be like, so overwhelmed with all the choices so I have like a cake menu and a buttercream menu and I kind of like help you know they'll say what will go with chocolate chip cake and I'll be like okay you could do cookie dough you could do chocolate you could do Nutella you could do coffee Mm -hmm. like I'll give them different like flavor pairings and I think Mm -hmm. like that helps yeah makes sense so every month we try to interview a a Disney bride someone who got Mm -hmm. married at Disney World are you serious (laughs) Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I literally almost died when I found out that Disney, like they did a Dole Whip cake for one mm-hmm. of our brides that we talked to. I, mm-hmm. oh my God, I'm such a Dole Whip person. I was like, ah. That and actually, there's a churro cake on their menu too. I've done a Dole, I've done like a, okay, the Disney couples, they find me because they know. <laughs> I, I've done, I do a Dole Whip flavor, a gray stuff flavor, oh, churro. Oh, yes. So like I try, mm-hmm. I have my Disney, I have my Disney repertoire for the people yeah, who like it. Awesome. But sometimes like one member of the couple will love Disney and the other will be like, what? And so, the, like, I had one where the bride was like, oh, my gosh, Dole Whip. And the groom was like, what? And she's like, remember, babe, we had that when we went. He's like, I don't know what that is. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> we're not going with this flavor then. <laughs> the commitment. <laughs> we are like um, my husband and Amanda and my husband's mom. We have bags of Dole Whip mix for, like, our ice cream machines. I love that. <laughs> In the I still feel like it's a crime to not have it in Disney. Like, you know how there are places outside, oh. like on the boardwalk that will sell it. I'm like, I can't. Yeah. I, it's I can only have it. Can only have it in the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So transitioning a little bit to thinking about people who are trying to get into the business. Do you have like advice that you would give or things you wish you had known? Um before you kind of went out on your own and, and started or things maybe that really worked well for you and setting up yourself for success. Yeah. My biggest advice is to learn on someone else's dime, Mm -hmm. like get experience. I, I, it, I am not saying that I have a flawless time and never have any issues running my business, but I have significantly less because I worked for so many different people the last cake shop that I worked at before I started my business, I remember walking in the front doors for my interview being like, this is way bigger and more grand of an, of an operation than what I want to own. So if I can learn from my boss and like learn, like soak up my experience here, I'm going to be golden to work for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And we had, you know, I had to go fix cakes that were falling over, like cakes that Mm -hmm. fell into each other on delivery, brides who counted their cupcakes the morning of their wedding and found a dozen short. So, you know, somebody had like just the craziest stories, cakes falling off of my turntable as I'm working on them. Like you learn how to pivot and Mm -hmm. fix mistakes and like even just watching all of my bosses and how they handled clients and issues with clients or even like positive experiences with clients. Whereas all of those things were really, really helpful. So even if it's just part-time or like mm-hmm. Amanda, you said you help a florist out on the weekends. Like I'm sure you see it all just being at the wedding. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Even if you're a cake designer and you ask another designer to like help them set up at a wedding, I'm sure that that mm-hmm. would offer like so much insight mm-hmm. to help with your own adventure, adventure yeah. or venture. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that is so true for like every um, vendor type in the wedding industry, especially. Mm-hmm. Like I know when I was getting my business off the ground, I spent a season, sh- not shadowing, second shooting for a photographer. And she was like a year, a year and a half two years ahead of me in where her business was, but she just needed somebody and we clicked really well. And I learned, I think we both learned together, but I just learned a ton from her and just watching her. Um, And it got me like experience at venues that I wanted to be booking on my own, but just wasn't Mm -hmm. experienced enough yet. Um, And, and there's still things, I mean, that was years and years and years ago. um, And there are still things that I, can look back and say, well, that was because of Brittany, you know, like I do this because she did right. X, Y, and Z or, you know, so. You got to learn and hand in your, ca- hand in your cards at the end of the night. And yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Bye. Beautiful. And yeah. she would lose sleep, but there were issues in that. <laughs> Same thing for me. Yeah. Like I didn't yeah. have to worry about the alarm going off or the fire department yeah. being called or something like, you know, the alarm was tripped or yeah, the right. gas line breaking. Right. I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> so I could just and you learn so much without that pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. For sure. So that that made me think of two follow up questions. One, is the transport as scary as it seems? <laughs> I don't think so. I think the key is learning how is cake structure. And so many people don't know how to stack a cake properly. It makes me crazy. Like I, I did a reel on Instagram about how I like internally stack my cakes, like the internal structure. And so many cake designers were like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. And I'm like, how are you putting a cake in the car and driving with it? So the <laughs> things that I do to ensure that my cakes get from point A to point B is I use Swiss meringue buttercream, which is different than that like sugary American buttercream you get at the grocery store. It's mm-hmm. basically like the meringue you'd see on a lemon meringue pie and butter. And the way that you combine them, they create like a really light, smooth, delicious buttercream at room temperature, but a rock hard buttercream when cold. So mm-hmm. it doesn't go anywhere once you stack it, ideally. And I make sure that there's like the cake is not sitting on cake. It's sitting on like structure. Mm -hmm. So it's sitting on wooden dowels and there's a wooden dowel that I pound from the top tier all the way through to the bottom and into the cake board. So if my car, you know, hits a pothole or something and the cake shifts, it's not going to topple over because there's Mm -hmm. a structure from the top to the bottom. So I've, done that enough times working for other people that now that I have to deliver my own cakes, I put it in the mm-hmm. back of the car and I go like, it's just me. Yeah. So yeah. I don't have to pay anybody to sit in the trunk with the cake. Like that's silly. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. So, okay. My that would second be a nervous wreck. Up, I'm, I know, me too. <laughs> I'm my still second. nervous sometimes. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I, was gonna say, I don't think you could pay me enough to be the person sitting in the trunk with the cake. Oh, yeah. You could be like, ah! slow, slow turns <laughs> is the key. Very slow <laughs> turns. Um, my second follow-up is because you brought up about uh, the florist that I work for. And so I'm curious, like 90% of the time I would say, my friend Courtney, um, she's like a like a very successful florist. She's amazing. Um, she's flowering her cakes, not her cakes, the cakes at her weddings. Really? But wow. I feel like with what you do, I'm I'm sure you you don't want someone else touching your cake. So I'm curious what the how that sort of figured out amongst the vendors. Yeah, for sure. I find that florists from what I understand, hate putting flowers on the cake. They get to it and they're like, I have to touch this. Like, I don't want to mess it up. So I think in central PA, the florists here are all amazing. And I feel like florists and cake people are like two peas in a pod. Like we do very similar work. And all of our work is before the wedding and on the wedding day rather than like a photographer, like with the editing. Mm -hmm. So we have very similar workflows. Mm -hmm. So I always tell clients, I ask them, do you want fresh flowers on their cake, on your cake? And I try to convince them to say yes, because I find it's a really good way to bring your cake into your day because your flowers are everywhere. Your wedding party's holding them. They're on all your tables. They're at your ceremony, at your reception. So like, why not put a few on your cake? Mm -hmm. Um, And I also think it can take a cake design from zero to a hundred real quick, like 
make it look really, really important. So what I do is I say, okay, please let your florist know that you need cake flowers. I also will, I, I do like a little happy wedding week post on Instagram stories while t- where I'll tag all the vendors and the couple like gets them excited. It's one of those over the top extra things I do as a cake designer, <laughs> but it's also me saying, Hey, vendor team, I'm doing the cake. I would really love photos. I would love to be tagged. I would love mm-hmm. flowers. So I use that opportunity to message the florist and be like, Hey friend, did the couple ask for flowers for their cake? Can you make sure you leave some for me? <laughs> I'll just tell them to leave it on the on the cake table and then I'll take care of it. But I also think it's important for florists to ask their clients, do you need flowers mm-hmm. for your cake? So that they're getting mm-hmm. the money for them. Like, that's the other yeah. thing. Sometimes yeah. florists will be like, well, they didn't tell me. And I'm like, but did you ask? Because I want you to get paid <laughs> for your <Yeah>. flowers. <laughs> I know they're not cheap. Um, but nine times out of 10 florists will order like extra. So, but not always. Yeah. I don't ever want to assume. Yeah. So I feel like I've gotten to the point now where if they see my name, like on the sheet or if they ask, they just know like, oh yeah, Blair's going to want flowers. <laughs> we'll leave some for her. So <laughs> it's just about like fostering really good vendor relationships too. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Like you can never assume. Yeah. So like, why not just try and reach out? Like I've called floral shops before and been like, Hey, I'm doing the cake. I've never worked with you. Let's kind of just revisit your Enneagram type quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I kind of think we talked about this a little bit at the beginning, but after talking through your interactions with clients and and really I'm hearing like your other, your interactions with other vendors and florists and things, how do you feel like your Enneagram type really affects your style and interactions with clients, vendors, et cetera? Yeah, I feel like, I don't know if this is too personal as a me being a two or if just just the gripe of all twos, but I feel like we do the most and like expect the most of of others, but like they never meet the standards. So that's me where I'm like, I'm doing all this stuff as a cake designer, but like the... Like no one cares if I post the, my cup, my, my couples care if I post the happy wedding week story, you know, but I yeah. think it's one of those things of like, it's really rewarding when people, you know, I get the reviews and they say, she invited us into our home and she really took care of us. And she made us mm-hmm. feel like she really cared about our day. Like that means a lot to me. But I also think if there's a couple who like, doesn't leave a review or, you know, has like, like, They'll say, oh, love the desserts, but don't say anything about the cake. I'm over here like, well, they hated the cake then, obviously. Like, <laughs> must not have liked me at all. Or I'm too much. Like, that's such, yeah. like, a two thing. Like, you yes. need you need back just as much as you get. But I think mm-hmm. I've learned to be content. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm content with the job I've done, then it's a good day. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, you know, as vendors, we all struggle with, like, do they like us? Yeah. Like, do they it's really the like roller me? Coaster. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, we're, we're hired to do a job and obviously it's important to provide hospitality on top of that, but like we're getting paid mm-hmm. and you know, of course more is yeah. like love and reviews and adoration is, is helpful, but it's, it's good. To, I have to bring myself back down to earth as a two, like just because I over provide doesn't mean everybody has to over provide the love back to me. <laughs> <laughs> it is tough it's a tough like thicker skin to grow in this industry yeah. for sure I've, it's super yeah. interesting too because it just popped in my head back in July or August we talked to a planner in the area uh, Hannah Elizabeth yeah um, yeah is she a three she, she's a two wing three she's a two wing three okay <laughs> she, say, most planners are like twos or threes <laughs> Betsy's a two wing three. So it's mm-hmm. just interesting that even though you're kind of representing three different areas of the wedding industry, that's sort of a common, like, um, it, it, the we- wedding industry draws in people with that personality, yes, but, but Hannah sure. said very similar things about, you know, having to, to not focus too much on the, the validation that someone else mm-hmm. is giving. And it's so hard. Yeah, it is. For sure. for sure. 
Okay, so this is our rapid fire segment. We do this with all of our vendors and it is a fun little game where we have chosen five images from your Instagram. You do not know what they are. Um, and for our listeners, Love that. you can head over to our Instagram and follow along with us while we play. So Blair, we're going to just show you these five images and we just want you to tell us briefly about each each cake or moment um, in the lineup. Let's so, do it. First one. Here we go. Okay, so this um, this cake was for a styled shoot. So if you don't know what a styled shoot is, it's basically like a creative shoot. It's not for a specific client. Usually a photographer or a coordinator will initiate it and they'll kind of send like just general inspo and be like, come with what you want and let's just do something over the top and extra. So the photographer of this shoot, um, her name is Vicky. Her business is Garnet Dahlia. She and I work have worked creatively together on many, many shoots. She actually was one of the first people that ever like invited me to do a styled shoot. And so we're at the point now where she'll just give me like three images. And she's like, that, that cake, the theme was rust and pearls. And she was like, just show up with something. And so, you know, there was like black accents and the florist, um, Blossom Bliss is also like me. She just does like ridiculous things with flowers. So we just kind of, you know, had a mind meld and came up with something completely out of the box. Yeah, this is amazing. I love this so much. And we didn't even really like talk about it at all, but you kind of do a lot of darker color schemes, Mm -hmm. which is very unique. Um, And it's also probably why I fangirl so hard because (laughs) my whole wedding was very dark and moody. And it was like, I I had never seen someone do a cake that was darker. Um, And so I kind of had like a grayish scale cake. um, I I came like worked with my, uh, you know, the shop to come up with, but, um, these are like next level. So fun. I love darker aesthetics like this, especially for a wedding. Cause, and I think every bride we've talked to on this podcast, which love them all, they've all been great, had a white cake. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's, that's the running joke where I like, I will do a white cake. Like if that's what you want and need and that's what works for your wedding, great. It's going to be a cool white cake. But I always joke that like I will do a black cake any day and like you'll see little nods on my Instagram to be like, like down with white cakes. Like we don't like white cakes. (laughs) But I love darker wedding cakes, um, like Halloween weddings, just any like that darker aesthetic. I I think it's so cool Mm -hmm. and it's just very unique. Um, It's Mm -hmm. definitely like a very specific type of couple that wants mm-hmm. something like kind of just moody and yeah, I'm all about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So here's the second one. This is, I guess, actually a real, but you'll probably know what it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love this one. Yes. This is the infamous hanging cake. So this couple came to me and they said, we want a, a hanging cake. They're called chandelier cakes. That's the the, the official terminology mm-hmm. is a chandelier cake. Um, so it's basically a wedding cake that's turned upside down and is hanging, freestanding. Um, and they wanted it to be like a very loose Lord of the Rings themed. Like I, I oh. sketched it and like really went all out with the Lord of the Rings and they yeah. were like, pull it back. Less, okay. less Lord of the Rings. They specifically wanted it to be Lothlorien. So if you're into Lord of the Rings and you know what that is, like, that's a specific, like, I guess it's a specific world or area. And I was like all in and they were like less, less Lord of the Rings. But (laughs) the, they had an idea of what it was going to look like, but I I had to work with the coordinator and the florist and even like the rental company to kind of pull that whole thing together. And it was like a really awesome team effort. Like even messaging with the rental company, like the, um, girl who owns it, Caroline's Rentals, her name's Lindsay. She was helping me like with measurements and like, okay, this is how far down it's going to hang. Her husband like rigged a special system for it. But basically it it's kind of like, if you think of like a tiered dessert stand, you know how like that you put little tea cakes on. It's mm-hmm. like that where the, but like flipped upside down. So that okay. the cake has support underneath it, but it's like, 
screwed into a main rod. So technically, yeah. it's not like the cake doesn't have any support on the bottom. Yeah. Like each tier is supported sense. from the bottom, but it's just going from biggest to smallest rather than smallest to biggest. Wow. I was really proud of that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> glad, it, glad it made it the whole night and it did make it the whole night. That's so cool. How do you, did they cut it? Yeah, they cut it. Um, the two of the three tiers were real. Um, the two biggest tiers actually were real because weight wise, I wanted it to actually have some like structure, but yeah, yeah they cut it. The photos of them cutting it are really funny actually, <laughs> but they I'm were like, able to cut it. Even. That's so cool. Very cool. Y'all, I had, I struggled cutting just a regular wedding <laughs> at our wedding. We actually had to ask Betsy cause you know, she photographs weddings. She's seen a lot of that. We were like, Oh yes. cut this thing. I don't know what to do. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I love that. Okay, so oh, so the next one is the oh. <laughs> okay. So this cake is the biggest cake I've ever done in my entire career. It was eight tiers, um, and it was for just a couple that wanted the most extravagant, over the top cake ever. Um, <laughs> they're two of my favorite clients this year, two grooms, and they. We're like, we just want the biggest. We want it to be the biggest. They, and I even had the other week, I was talking about a cake on Instagram on my stories that was big. And my the one groom messaged me and was like, it's not bigger than ours though, right? And I'm like, no, it's not. It's not. Your cake is still the biggest. Um, they So there's a specific subset of cakes called like luxury wedding cakes. So if you Google luxury wedding cake, it's like just those big ones. You know how you see those reels of the couples like cutting the 12 tier cake with sword, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. in Romania, <laughs> like the, mm-hmm. like all the cakes over like in that part of the world are like that. Um, they were showing me examples of, of cakes like that. So I was like, okay, but they had a hundred guests. So not all of that cake is real okay. because you know, we don't need cake to feed 500. Mm-hmm. We need cake to feed 100. So um, I did I did not drive with that fully stacked in my car. I was going to ask <laughs> it that. It came in multiple pieces. <laughs> so I set it up on site. I love it. That's so fun. And I love mm-hmm. a couple that says, we I want to see the, the big ever. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm okay to... Like, I, I love doing big cakes. Like, I always call I say big cake energy. Like, let's do it. Like, <laughs> let's bring the four and the five tiers. But, like, I don't need to keep doing eight-tier cakes. Uh, like, one a year is fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of work. <laughs> okay. Um, here's the next one. So, I don't know if you can see. Mm-hmm. Can you see it? So, that it was another cake for a style shoot, also with Vicky from Garnitalia. So, I get to do all my grandiose fun things with her. Um, <laughs> kind of like a secret garden-y floral type of thing. I also got to work with one of my best florist friends. Um, her name's Bridget. Her business is Rhapsody in Bloom. And the three of us, like, create together a lot. So, we just went all out. I did... Um, I do these things called spackled flowers. So it's like a big trend right now where it's like the buttercream flowers that kind of look a little 3D. Um, That was one of the first cakes that I did with that technique. And I think people were like, oh, I want that more. So now it's, it's one of the top types of designs that I do for clients. Yeah. I never saw anything like this before. It's amazing. So pretty. It's one of my favorite cakes I've ever done. I really love that one. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, this one, shifting away from cake and also highlighting the dessert part of the business. Oh, yes. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good one. So that is that probably was in a carousel post of other desserts. It I was, right? yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so the picture that you showed were of the, like, the tartlets I was talking about. So mm-hmm. I do, like, a fresh berry tartlet, little miniature tarts, and... For those tart, like all my tartlets, I make the tart shell myself. I make the filling. I, I don't pre-buy anything. And I feel like that's really important to note um, that I am really stressing on like scratch baking and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also like lots of gold and sparkles in those tarts too, because I have to put gold on everything. So we, we always make it like extra. Got to elevate it no matter what yeah. it is. 
<laughs> That's awesome. That was the last one. But as I was scrolling your Instagram, um, I saw this one and I just need to know the story behind it. So I'm going to add a sixth <laughs> one to oh, our what lineup. <laughs> oh, it the Amish disco? Amish <laughs> disco. Oh, that's the Maggie and Luke. They're so great. Those two. They sat with me at their consultation and Maggie, the bride was like, I loved her energy. She was literally like, I just want to show up to my wedding. Like, here's what we're doing. Like, just, just do your thing. So they, um, they had a local artist make these really cute invites with little elements. Like they either live or lived in Philly. So there was like a soft pretzel and like ice cream and a picture of their dog and like a hex sign. So if you're Mm -hmm. not from central Pennsylvania, a hex sign, it's not like a witchy thing. It's Mm -hmm. like an Amish, uh, it's like a like Dutch, Pennsylvania Dutch sign. Yeah. yeah. Pennsylvania Dutch. And it's kind of like almost like a crest basically. Like they mm-hmm. change depending on where you go. So they had her make like a custom hex for their wedding. So I used a piece of the hex and like did an inspiration off of that. And then they wanted like this disco. She said she wanted it to be like Amish Coachella. <laughs> so oh she had like big disco balls Um, so I did like you know rainbow streamers like lots of colorful elements but the topper um was Mothra and Godzilla and this is a thing from the groom's family it's been a tradition in their family to have a Mothra and a Godzilla topper on like every cake or maybe just Godzilla but I think they added in Mothra later so she custom like bought the toppers and like added a little veil and like a top hat to them like painted them so it was like wonderfully chaotic yeah (laughs) it was really great it was a fun one looking at it and I kept zooming in and, th- and looking like is that Godzilla like, yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> like is there That's a Godzilla. dinosaur on this yeah. <laughs> disco cake That's I don't so understand so I like that. those kinds of cake toppers I, I have like feelings depending on the kind of cake topper that it is but like that I love that that's like the uniqueness that I'm talking about yeah bring on the Godzilla cake toppers so fun so fun um, I have a bonus question quick before we let you go, which is as a person with such food knowledge and experience, do you have any Disney wrecks that you want to get? Oh, where do we start? Do we have another hour? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. We're planning a trip in March and I have like my list and we're, we're going to get together as a family. We're going to Knoebels this weekend. So on the drive up, I'm like ready to plan. I don't think yeah. my family is so used to these antics for me. They're like, we're going to let you do whatever you want. Like just tell us where to be. Um, so I love Gideon's, which is mm-hmm. um, Gideon's is a cookie shop located in mm-hmm. Disney Springs. So you don't even need to buy a ticket to go to Gideon's. So fun. Um, just a little side note. Fun fact. Um, the podcast WDW Prep to Go. Yeah. If you've ever, have you listened to them? I, I've heard of it. So Shannon is the host. Amanda and I enjoy that one. Um, um, but she interviewed the owner of Gideon's like a it's month really, or two ago. It's yeah. really, it's, you would like it. I think it's really good. He's interview. a cool dude. He like, he is yeah. super cool. to you on Instagram. Like, yeah, it's like a small business and they really, yeah. They like take all of the Disney magic and like infuse it into their shop. They don't yeah. have to do that because yeah. they're on mm-hmm. Disney property. They just like get into it. Yeah. Um, so like I literally quote, quote, quoting myself the other day to a friend who's a Disney nerd. I was like, if I don't get Gideon's on this trip, they will be dragging my dead body back on the plane. Like, I'm just, I'm just, just bring me a peanut butter cold brew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So good. Uh, Grand Floridian Cafe, we love going there for breakfast. Mm. Uh, my family, we're DVC members, so mm. we, we're okay. big into. Um, I also, like, if we're going to switch over to Disneyland, like, any of the like, Disneyland food is really good, too. But that's a whole other, whole <laughs> other day. Um, the Boathouse in Disney Springs mm. has really good mac and cheese. So, mm. so good. Um, Woody's Lunchbox in Hollywood Studios. You have mm-hmm. to get the grilled cheese and tomato soup and the loaded tots, mm-hmm. as well as the Ronto wrap from mm-hmm. Galaxy's oh. Edge. Both the breakfast and the lunch versions. Yeah. Can't, you got to go like right in the middle so you can get both. 
Yeah. Because they're both good in their own way. <laughs> I I ordered the gluten-free Ronto wrap. I was so excited. It's just the, the insides without the bread. But it was great. <laughs> what? Did they should call it the wrap the wrapless Ronto? Just the Ronto. <laughs> just the Ronto. <laughs> All the Ronto only. <laughs> oh man. It was um, still so good. <laughs> I good. Well, you got the lunch version or the dinner or the breakfast version. The lunch. Mm-hmm. The lunch. Yeah. 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 Super, super good. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's like where I'll leave it for now. Um, yeah. We could talk Disney food for. Hours. Oh, we could. I. This is a whole I, other podcast. Oh I literally have two notes in my phone, one of which is a definitive ranking for my husband and myself of each <laughs> restaurant we've eaten at. And one of which is the list of all the restaurants we have not yet eaten at. Oh, my gosh. What's your top restaurant? Um, That's hard. Okay. To pick, like, your I favorite restaurant try. on property? It oh is very gosh. hard. You know what? I it, You know what it is? It's Artist Point. Um, storybook Dining at Artist Point. Yeah. We're actually going to stay at the Wilderness Lodge this time around. We just stayed there in May, and it was amazing. I loved it. I'm excited. We, my dad got a cabin. He got a cabin at Copper Creek. He's like, I'm doing this. I'm like, okay, we're doing this. So I'm excited to, yeah. So fun. I don't care. I'll stay at pop century. Like just get me. Yeah. (laughs) No offense to everybody who stays at pop century, but you know, (laughs) Disney is magical. It's just a snobby thing to say. Like no offense to everyone who stays All right. Well, just to wrap up our time together, um, if someone wants to hire you, best place to find you and anything you want to promote or plug. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at Floretta Sweet. Don't forget F-L-O-U-R-E-T-T-A, another <laughs> word, sweet. Um, you can also find me on Facebook. I'm not as active on there, but or my website, www.florettasweet.com. Um, for weddings, there's an inquiry form on my weddings page. Occasion cakes I do between November and April, like kind of in the off season. So mm-hmm. I am booking occasion cakes right now. I try to kind of have very limited like design elements, but I also offer classes. So if you want to come learn how to make macarons or decorate cupcakes or cakes, mm-hmm. you can take a class with me. Um, also, by the time you're hearing this, we will be past Halloween. But if you want to go back and watch reruns on Discovery Plus or the Food Network, I recently competed in season eight of Halloween Baking Championship. So you can go check out how I did. <laughs> there you go. Cool. I did by November. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very, very cool. Um, well, Blair, thank you so much for spending some time with us today and telling us all about your business and the ins and outs of caking, caking, of baking cakes. <laughs> baking is a word. Caking. So you can say caking. Yep. <laughs> thank baking, you for having designing, me. Transporting. Yeah. Stacking. <laughs> all of, all the, of the above. <laughs> and the eating of the cake too. Mm-hmm. Which I also do occasionally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much. Um, you we so will much. have all the links to Blair's social media, um, website, etc in our show notes. So please check those out for all the um, links and details and follow her on Instagram, social media. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thanks. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us this week. We will be back in your ears next week. Bye guys. Maestro say congratulations to Blair. 